Welcome to Ed Talks, an audio podcast presented by Achieve Minneapolis and the Citizens League in partnership with Indigo Education and Pollen. Ed Talks is a lively series of community conversations about public education and related issues that impact our young people. Each Ed Talks features two compelling short presentations by cutting edge educators, youth advocates, students, artists, or community leaders. Ed Talks is supported by generous grants from the Bush Foundation and the Vern C. Johnson Family Foundation. This Ed Talks focuses on engaging youth to address racial disproportionality in school suspensions. Our featured speakers are Marin Henderson and Myra Rendon. Marin is an evaluation specialist for Minneapolis Public Schools, where she coordinates the Youth Participatory Evaluation Program for the district. Myra is a Minneapolis Public Schools student at Washburn High School who has participated in the Youth Participatory Evaluation Program for three years. This Ed Talk was recorded in front of a live audience at Ice House in Minneapolis on February 26, 2018. Okay, thank you so much for having us tonight. We're very excited to share with you um, the work we've been doing in Minneapolis Public Schools to engage youth voice um, and to try to change some school culture. Um, I'm very excited to have Myra here with me tonight. Um, she has her ACT tomorrow and decided that this was the place for her to be. So I think we should all give it up for Myra. Yeah. Thank you. Well, as you guys kind of heard, my name is Myra and I'm a junior at Washburn. And I've been very involved in lots of things, honestly. So if you go around every adult in here that's worked with the district, they'll be like, Myra's in everything, so like, if you even go ask, I'm like the busiest student at, like, in the district. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for having me. So, YPE, why did we get to where we are? Um, so, uh, looking at our, our data, you may have heard that we have significant disproportionality in our suspension rates. When we look across um, different student populations, we see that not all students have an equal likelihood of being suspended from school. This is true when we look at racial or ethnic breakdowns. Um, our African American students and our American Indian students are overrepresented. We also see that that's true across um, other district variables, like whether or not students qualify for free or reduced price lunch. Um, we also see that male students are more likely to be suspended. But as a researcher, I'm curious as to why. And so we wanted to have additional context. So we also see when we look at our attendance rates that students aren't showing up to school at the same rates. And you're seeing some similar trends. Oh, sorry. Um, so our African-American students and American Indian students, again, are not showing up to school at the same rates as their peers. But for me, what is the most important is the data that we see from our school climate survey. And when we're asking young people, how is it that you feel about your school? Whether that's, um, do you feel connected? Do you feel like school consequences are fair? Do you feel like you have positive relationships with your teachers? We're seeing consistently that young people have a lower perception of these indicators than adults in the building, which for us says, we need to ask pe young people about their school experience. And that's what the YPE program is designed to do. Um, we didn't make this up. Youth participatory evaluation or youth participatory 
participatory action research comes from a larger field. And we um, have used these resources to design the program that we've had in place for three school years now in Minneapolis. Um, our work is founded in the Office of Civil Rights Agreement, which was a federal agreement with the Office of Civil Rights trying to address our disproportionality in school suspensions. Um, but what we wanted to do was not just create a program that was going to check the boxes of compliance, but really figure out how is it that we can understand this issue of disproportionality in a meaningful way and how do we bring young people to the table in figuring that out? So we've taken a compliance piece and really tried to leverage that for transformation with our YPE program. And Myra is going to tell you more about what that looks like from a student's perspective. So with YPE, we have it around all the middle schools and also high schools. It's usually up to six to six, eight, or more than that students. Usually my school ends up with six students. So. Um, so personally, I said that um, YP participants are people who uh, participate about oh who participate about graduating and succeeding without the school system getting in the way because they see that injustice is happening at their schools. People who used to ask themselves what's wrong with me, but now we are putting our foots down and saying what needs to change. We look into who, why some students aren't succeeding and figure out what needs to change. So we have adult support, and I'll start off with the school advisor. The school advisor is the one person that usually lends us the room and helps us out. So um, I personally had Driven Bill for two years now. Um, he helped us stay on, stay on task and make sure that if we ever struggled, he kept asking questions, saying like, oh, what do you guys think, and how do you guys think about that? And it just kept on building off of that. And we also have our evaluation coach, which they helped us put the data together that we couldn't like personally do ourselves. And we learned more about how to put data together, how to present it out to the, to the school and around. And better ways to present, not just being afraid to present in front of people, to just go out there and just put yourself out there in your voice. And as the project coordinator, I have the opportunity of working with um, all of the evaluation specialists at Minneapolis Public Schools and making sure that their portfolio of school teams they're presenting um, has what they need from our perspective, that the young people are really able to bring rigor to their um, data collection methods and, and learn some of these important research skills so that we can collectively really leverage their voices and bring them forward into decisions that are being made at the district level as well as at the school level. We also are bringing in adult allies across the buildings, and so we're trying to understand how are decisions made at a school, um, who holds power, are there committees that should be connected with the YPE team so that young people can be um, at an equal level and have um, the resources they need to make change at their school. Some examples of those school leaders who have been really uh, had a big impact on our program are the positive school-wide engagement team, the equity team, as well as some really amazing principals and administration. And then finally, our young people have an opportunity to work directly with district leaders. Um, we bring them together twice a year. We have a fall summit in October and a spring summit in May. And young people have the chance to directly tell district leaders, this is what we want our education to look like. This is what we want to change in our school system. 
So collecting voices, this is kind of my idea. <laughs> so the mouse around are the students' voices that feel that are unheard. Basically their concerns are about their schools. The ear is a representation of the YPE members collecting the information and asking themselves, is this how everyone feels? Eventually they try to gather everyone's voices and say, that, uh, and say what they want to change. The microphone is a representation of all of our voices going out together, stating the change that students are passionate about. Ways my school did the collecting data would be through surveys, while other schools did focus groups, observations, interviews, and even events. So this one's a representation of building shared power. Everyone, such as students and adults in our school, share power, which means that students represent the change they want in schools. While adults give us an ear to listen and use their power to say, this is the change they want, and how can we help the students? So creating solutions. This is my education, as in this is my generation's education, and this is what we need. Instead of blaming the students for not doing good in schools, we should ask, what's going on? What can we do in our power to help our own students out? Every YPE group has looked into something they want to change in schools, then represented to the people in our schools and who work in the district. The main goal of YPE is to have equity within all schools so everyone gets the same education and what they need from their schools to be able to accomplish their goals to graduate and have a great future they've been wanting. So every fall we bring young people together from all 32 middle schools and high schools and we start with a really basic question. We don't start with why are you being suspended? We start with what's getting in the way of you having the education that you want to have? And from that question, we have young people brainstorm all of their individual responses. They write 30 or 40 things. And then we go through a participatory process where we code those into common themes. And what you see up on the screen is the research agenda that young people designed um, this fall at our fall summit. As Myra said earlier, we're not talking about what we want on our pizza on a Friday. Our young people are bringing really serious um, issues forward and demanding change. Some examples of um, specific research questions this year. Do teachers, staff, and students all believe that students have a bright future in life? Do student-teacher relationships impact student outcomes? Do students feel like their voice is heard? How can youth leaders develop opportunities for students to creatively share their voice? And finally, how do school policies and teacher efforts impact students' self-worth and also feeling disenfranchised? Those are middle school students coming up with these questions. So I think we've shown that it's really important that we listen to young people and that we think really holistically and differently about what it is that they are demanding. So this was my freshman year, and my question was, do students at Washburn have a staff member they can ask for help at school? So as you guys can tell, the white student population, 88% said that yes, they have an adult they can trust, and 12% said no, while students of color said that 76% said yes, they can ask for help at school, while 24% said no. So these are personally my challenges of being in the YPE. So honestly, with the teammates, 
it was hard to actually get to them to like their good side to build a it wasn't to build a friendship but it was just kind of getting into a point where everyone agreed with we had lots of disagreements but eventually we were mature enough and we were like well let's come to a conclusion um we also had all uh, getting all the youth to see why YPE matters. Not many students in my school were really interested in participating in YPE because they were just like, oh, it's another school thing, let's just not get involved, it doesn't really matter. But once they saw that their voices were being represented more and more, started joining us throughout the years. And choosing a topic isn't really the easiest thing because there's so many things that students are really passionate about. And just coming to one conclusion of a topic that everyone's actually wanting to talk about it's actually hard, but it eventually happens. <laughs> um, willingness to have hard conversations. For example, my group brought up race a lot. Some people were really passionate about how race actually affected people in our school, our own students. And there was some people that just disagreed that they were like, race has nothing to do with this. It might be that they have something in life going on. It might be something that they're just going through. So it's not always about race. But we came to a consensus and we were like, well, let's still show it in our data and let's see if anyone else agrees with this. And the advisor schedule, it's not really that easy being a teacher and like having to control a group at the same time. But we eventually ended up making time for that. <laughs> Um, from my perspective, uh, I started out coordinating this project really focusing on what do young people need. And so last spring when we had our spring summit, I was really excited to see that young people feel like this program is having an impact on their own experience. Um, they feel like their research is important, um, that it impacts, it would impact their school. They feel like they're um, leaders in the community and in their school building. And as, as Myra articulated so well, um, one thing to know about the YPE program is the students we're engaging aren't the typical um, student council students. We're really encouraging um, a diverse group of students who maybe school is not working for them in different ways. Um, and these students are identifying as leaders because of this program. So my challenge that I've been focusing on has shifted to the adults. Because when I asked young people last spring, um, do you feel like adults at your school are open to hearing your ideas? Only 50% said yes. So um, we've been really focusing on building systems at a, as a district and supporting our adults across the system. And how is it that, do we, that we feel prepared to hear young people's ideas? Um, as you saw, these questions aren't light, fluffy questions. They're real systemic questions of power and privilege in our buildings. And so we are trying to collectively do a better job at supporting adults in this work so that they can be the, that shared power, that shared partner with our young people. So we met last August with all of our equity leadership teams, which involve um, the administration as well as some key staff at every building, and presented more information to help them understand what youth adult partnership can and should look like. Um, and we also just hosted another professional development session for our advisors last week, um, sort of a mid-year check-in, and, and how can we encourage them to continue to advocate for build the, their students in their building. We've also done some um, structural work, so we had an opportunity to revise our strategic plan last spring and we're able to embed youth voice into our accountability structure. So we are now saying that the district is committed to hearing what young people have to say 
as we make decisions and as we move forward. Um, but we're still very much uh, in the beginning phases of what we see as a real transformation in making sure that our district is youth-led. So thank you for listening to us. And our generation really has great ideas, so don't be afraid to ask us any questions or any opinions because we really do care about our future. It's not just that we might think about ourselves, but we, I personally think of everyone. It's not just, oh, this is affecting me. Like, this is affecting almost all of us. At the same time, our generation really does care about graduating and creating a really successful future for us. It might not only be for us, it's also gonna be for our families and for our moms that our parents that just worked so hard to get us through this. At the same time, we really do care about our school and our system because it's our generation, it's our school, it's the way we want to learn also. So, yeah. Ed Talks is presented by Achieve Minneapolis and the Citizens League in partnership with Indigo Education and Pollen. Thanks to our generous sponsors, the Bush Foundation and the Vern C. Johnson Family Foundation. For more information on Ed Talks or to watch Ed Talks videos or listen to audio podcasts, visit AchieveMPLS.org.